0: look at household spending data that came out this week out of japan uh things are tapering off um you know i mean basically things are i mean i would i would not say that japan's entertainment districts are completely dead but you're not getting the 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 steady consumption you wanted and also you're not going to get the tourism boom so in many ways japan's economy at best is flatlining for the rest of the year at worst the government would need more stimulus
1: Okay, William, pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. That's Tokyo-based you journalist too, you, and author William Pessick. Uh, let me give you an update on uh, the markets just before I go, and let me also You're play, play, play this. You're listening to Money
2: Talk Radio 3. Um, in the
1: markets uh, right now, in Japan, the Nikkei 225, more or less flat in Australia, the SX200 up 0.4%. The Cosby in South Korea up a quarter of a percent, and looks like the Hang Seng is going to rise about 0.1% at the open. Thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned for back chat with uh, Hugh Chiverton and Ada Wong in uh, just a moment. Let me give you an update on the weather forecast for today. Mainly cloudy, sunny intervals and a few showers, squally thunderstorms, uh, squally showers with isolated thunderstorms later. The maximum temperature is going to be about 32 degrees. Occasionally squally showers tomorrow, and then the weather will improve gradually in the latter part of the week. Standby signal number one is in force and will likely remain in force for most of the day, according to the observatory. 30 degrees right now, 81% relative humidity. 8.31 and a half here, Samantha Butler with the half-hour news.
3: The government says over 3.1 million people have registered for its electronic spending vouchers as of 11pm last night. It noted what it called the relatively long waiting time for people choosing to authenticate their identity via the government's I Am Smart app. A spokesman said this was because many people didn't have accounts and had to create one at the same time, causing a long queue. From today, people who want to sign up via the I Am Smart app must first separately open an account. The U.S. consulate is closed today after an employee tested preliminary positive for COVID-19. The consulate general said the employee didn't interact with the public at work. Earlier, health officials reclassified a hotel cleaner as a COVID patient related to an imported case, meaning the SAR has had no local untraceable infections for 28 days. The 41-year-old woman was linked to an Indonesian helper who stayed at a hotel room she'd cleaned. The British government has become the first to announce the scrapping of COVID restrictions while the rate of infection is rising sharply. In two weeks' time in England, rules on distancing and wearing a mask are expected to be lifted. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson told a Downing Street news conference the country's vaccination programme had largely broken the link between new cases and deaths.
4: If we don't go ahead now when the summer fire break is coming up, the school holidays, all the advantages that that should give us in, in
1: fighting the virus, then the question is, when would we go ahead?
3: But Mr Johnson warned the pandemic wasn't over and more people would die. The opposition Labour Party leader Keir Starmer accused the government of recklessness by lifting all the restrictions. The number of people known to have died in the partial collapse of a block of flats near the U.S. city of Miami has risen to 28. 117 others are still unaccounted for following the disaster. Search teams resumed operations after the rest of the building was demolished. Local Mayor Charles Burkett says rescuers have been able to reach previously inaccessible areas. Now that the damaged building is down... The site is staffed with a tremendous amount of search and rescue uh, workers. The uh, heavy equipment is now able to move around the site as needed. The looming threat of that building, um, the dangerous um, situation where debris could fall down is now eliminated. So we're operating at uh, 100% uh, capacity. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
4: Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co host today's Ada Wong. Ada, good morning to you. Good
5: morning, Hugh.
4: Today, fake news and a Gurkha temple. In a television interview, the new chief secretary, John Lee, has said that authorities are studying different options on how to regulate fake news, including the removal of problematic content and criminalising the release of such news in a television interview Lee said we hope to safeguard freedom of information while having regulations so information will not be misused to conduct actions that are illegal or harm others earlier the new police commissioner Raymond Sue also blamed fake news for harming relations between the force and the public saying it's given young people wrong impressions about the police but journalists say they're worried that such a law will be used to target critical coverage, putting further pressure on news outlets. So what's the definition of fake news? Who defines it? Is a law needed? How would this affect press freedom? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk, or you can call us in our numbers, 233-88266. After 9.15, as I say, we're going to be discussing uh, Gurkha Temple with the growing calls to repair and preserve the extraordinary lotus-shaped Hindu temple uh, in Fanling. Once again, our email address is backchat at Let's kick off with a few uh, kind of uh, mixed uh, emails before we, which will sort of uh, lead us uh, into our main topic uh, today, um, some related to... Uh, the programme yesterday talking about aspects of uh, COVID um, uh, and this is from uh, JW uh, who says uh, Dear Backchat, wanted to respond to the comments from Leslie anne and Jim This is the reality of Hong Kong nowadays a small number of people making irrational and illogical decisions and then what are you going to do? Leave? If so, go ahead. It's 15% tax and your job is still here. The Rumour is you can't even redeem your MPF Stop paying taxes, they will come after you legally. One way or another you're stuck I do feel bad for people. So much frustration. Good luck. Uh, Thanks for that. Uh, Simon D says, Why is RTHK referring to case infections? As L452R, uh, WHO proposed using labels consisting of the Greek alphabet as a practical way to discuss variants by non-scientific audiences, government propaganda, <laughs> blinding the mushrooms with science, or what, asks uh, Simon D. Uh, well, Simon D, you've, you've opened a can of worms there, so I, ch- I checked it out. Um, so the uh, L452R, uh, is, uh, it's a mutation on the spike protein. Uh, it's not a variant, uh, if you look at the, um, there's a Wikipedia page devoted to uh, variants of um, uh, COVID uh, COVID-19, uh, which is which is a, a summary and is still incredibly complicated. So as I say, uh, you just have to look and uh, you get a, an overall kind of picture. The L452R, as I say, is it's a it's, a, it's a different thing. It's not a variant. Uh, it's, it's a mutation. I will say no more. I will shut up there. All right, Bob says, Dear Backchat, I have previously uh, asked that you issue a public health warning before allowing mo- comments from Mike. This man is a threat to public health, and although you may think he deserves the right to be heard, your audience needs to know his history of being an alt-right conspiracy theorist. That comes uh, from uh, Bob. Uh, And then uh, Mike himself says, "Uh, Why do you choose so many good topics when I'm out of town? I know, to keep me being from arrested, right? Fake news. No, Trump45 didn't invent the term. Google it if you don't believe me. From at least as far back as the Renaissance, embellishment has been around. The term fake news gained popularity in 2016 during the election campaign in the U.S., where Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump competed for the presidency. Duh, history out of the way. The term has now flipped. It could mean almost anything. So what do we do? Criminalise anything government or any powerful group doesn't want you to know or think as truth. Here are a few examples of what was once deemed news that later was fake or was uh, fake deemed as news. According to Congressman Adam Schiff, Donald Trump was a Russian asset and he saw more than circumstantial evidence to prove it. Problem was it was a lie. He knew it was a lie, but politicians can lie and do without consequences. Dr. Fauci told the American people not to wear masks. They don't help. Months later, he lied to protect mask supplies shortages for doctors. When is Dr. Fauci spreading fake news? Fauci also testified he didn't finance gain-of-function research in Wuhan last year that was fake news fact check any site except now when his emails prove he did finance through secondary companies or agencies he knew the evidence if examined would show that the virus was enhanced in the laboratory but he stated it was a naturally occurring virus now that topic is back is it fake news or inconvenient truth who's going to determine what's fake and what is not it used to be journalists, but as we know, it's all know, problem. they can't be relied on unless they are saying things you want me to hear. Uh, right, maybe doctors should determine, just not Dr. Fauci. Yes, you're right, the CCP should be the last word in truth. There, that was easy. That comes uh, from Mike. Joining us for our uh, uh, discussion um, this morning, uh, we have with us now uh, Tim Hamlet, writer at uh, Hong Kong Free Press, former associate journalism professor at the Baptist University. Uh, Cherry and George, who's a current professor of media studies at the uh, Baptist University School of communication, and shortly we'll be joined, we hope, by Holok uh, Sang, Senior Research Fellow in the Pan Sutong Economic Poly Research Institute at Lingnan University. Uh, pr- uh, Professor George, Cherry and George, maybe we'll start with you. Good morning. Hi, morning, Hugh. Thank you very much indeed for for joining us. Just want to kind of undo everything I've said so far, basically by saying um, maybe fake news is completely the wrong way to, to talk about this because it, it's not really a question of factual error, is it? It's not a question of whether there's a, a, a you know a mistake or or something that isn't true on the internet. The, the, the internet is completely full of. Uh, 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 errors and, and mistakes and things one way or another, things that, that aren't true. Um, uh, fake news um, doesn't really capture what I guess what the uh, what we're talking about uh, this morning or, what, or certainly what um, the Chief Secretary uh, and their Chief of Police have been talking about. Maybe we should do away with the fake news term altogether.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm glad you started with that you know, because uh, that in fact has been UNESCO's recommendation from day one. Uh, it has uh, labelled the term fake news as absolutely unhelpful, a uh, term that unnecessarily uh, you know, uh, targets news media, including bona fide news media that, of course, occasionally make mistakes as a source of the problem. Right? Uh, misinformation, disinformation have been with us since uh, human beings started opening their mouths and communicating that there's nothing new with it. The, the, uh, the, the use of the term fake news. Uh, unnecessarily uh, you know, denies us centuries of uh, important lessons that makes it seem as if this was invented by the Internet in 2016, 2016 or whatever. That's one problem, and you're absolutely right that this, uh, you know, we're wrong to think of this as a battle over truth or falsehood. We had to talk about that. I, I would uh, instead characterize it not as a crisis of truth, but as a crisis of trust. Once we understand that, uh, I think the the uh, sensible policy options emerge as long as we hung up on this, uh, you know, this, term, this very misleading, and unhelpful term "fake news." As if, you know, the the policy challenge is to like sniper like, you know, shoot down untruths. We are simply going down the wrong path.
5: Um... Um, in, in other common law jurisdictions, there are um, regulations and, and laws uh, you know, uh, for fake news or, or for misinformation. Is, is that correct?
0: Uh, unfortunately, here I have to lay the blame partly on otherwise intelligent uh, media, including many international news organizations, for mischaracterizing a lot of the efforts, policy efforts, that have been taken in liberal democracies as well as uh, in, in more liberal common law uh, regime. Uh, a lot of what has been reported as fake news legislation is not, in fact, fake news legislation. Uh, the the uh, strongest um, legislative moves have taken place in Germany. Uh, Germany is a net enforcement act that uh, it increases the state's ability to enforce pre-existing legislation mainly on hate speech. It is not Contrary to most uh, reports, even in reputable media, uh, Germany's law is not
4: taken as law. Uh, uh, how is the? How are those laws uh, phrased? Are they? Do they talk about hate speech? That is, uh, you know, and, and how they? Do they define hate speech? Are we talking about misinformation? Are we talking about maliciousness? Are we talking about the intent? Are we well, talking about yeah, factual you know, error? The, what, what are they addressing?
0: Yeah, let's, let's go back to. Uh, you know, the wisdom in the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, which of which uh, China is a signatory, um, and most countries are signatories. Uh, not mine, not Singapore, hasn't signed uh, the ICCPR, which, uh, which is, uh, by the way, an important reason why not all common law jurisdictions are appropriate examples for Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong has pledged itself to, uh, as well as China, has pledged itself to. Uh, to at least pay lip service to the ITCPR. Singapore, which has uh, a roughly similar um, judicial heritage, is not a signatory to the ITCPR, does not even pay lip service to the ITCPR. According to the ICCPR, which is you know, basically international human rights law, um, there are, of course, specific cases in which uh, states can and in some cases must uh, intervene in free speech. Um, incitement to hatred, uh, which is a technical term for uh, hate speech, uh, which is speech that discriminates against vulnerable minorities, minorities who cannot fight back in the um, marketplace of ideas and thus become targets of discrimination and violence, is something that states have an obligation to intervene on. So, then of sorry, course okay, there, there so, are okay, things like defamation, Can defamation, I defamation def- is the closest thing to fake, uh, fake news, uh, that, but that's not really regulating the the of the news. It's the fact that your reputation has been harmed. So the the idea of of regulating speech based on falsity or or truth is not compatible with international human rights law.
4: Okay, I mean because if you're talking about uh, incitement to hatred, if you're talking about vulnerable minorities, um, in, say in the Hong Kong case, uh, that wouldn't apply because you couldn't. Would you? could you characterize the police as a vulnerable minority for example if you thought that that uh, there was speech that was that was uh, tended to incite hatred of the police
6: in
0: in most states uh, no of course the police uh, would not be considered a vulnerable minority be thinking instead of Uh, you know, minority groups, um, uh, ethnic minorities, religious minorities, sexual minorities, and so on. Uh, Those are typically what you would consider to be uh, historically disadvantaged groups who are not able to, uh, you know, to protect themselves in an open debate.
4: Right. Um, uh, Holok San, good morning to you. Uh, thanks for for joining us uh, once again from uh, Lingnan uh, University. Um, uh, so the uh, the administration has has spoken of the uh, need and their intention to to legislate, and the police have uh, strongly urged uh, the need for uh, hate speech uh, laws uh, in in Hong Kong. H- how do you think that they should be framed? Is this about is this about uh, errors? Is this about things that are not true, or is this about something else?
6: Well, in my mind, uh, speech is something that can hurt uh, individual people and also can hurt society. So uh, it is right to legislate uh, to ensure that speech is not abused. You know, the use of speech is not abused. Uh, speech is actually sharper than knife uh, when it hurts. It can hurt people for a long time. And it can uh, um, uh, cause huge damage. So uh, it's appropriate to have that kind of legislation. And uh, of course, uh, in my mind, uh, uh, legislation needs to be transparent, and the criteria um, uh, for um, convicting some, someone has to be very tri- uh, transparent so that uh, objective observers can, can, can agree. Uh, will will agree, uh, and and I think that is really important, you know, because otherwise, uh, um, just as was mentioned, you know, there would be um, a trust crisis, you know, if if it is uh, arbitrarily uh, someone is incriminated arbitrarily, then then it, of course it will be very damaging. So um, I think it's important to be transparent and uh, due process under due process and all the necessary uh, um, uh, guards, you know, uh, so that human rights are not uh, violated.
4: I I, I guess the point, one point would be that, uh, as was mentioned there, um, uh, if you talk about words uh, being, you know, hurting people or speech hurting people, um, that's true. But that's really only true, isn't it, of vulnerable minorities. We're used to uh, the powerful... And the rich and those um, who who have authority—they um, yeah, they, they, they are the legitimate that targets. To,
6: and it has to be agreeable, you know, to 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 most people who are who who, who will, um, you know, I I use the term, you know, the Rouseian kind of uh, thought experiment. If you just put down your your identity momentarily, think about it, and. Uh, yourself in the shoes of others, and would you agree or not agree to that piece of legislation? And I think that is a a very good uh, uh, approach.
5: Yeah, but how how would you define hate speech or misinformation? Because I I understand there is no legal definition of, you know, what constitutes a fake speech, and you also mentioned criteria. Criteria. So who makes that criteria?
6: I'm saying that the authorities uh, should try to uh, um, try to be as transparent as possible so that the criteria will be as objective as possible you know sometimes of course fake news can be uh, uh, can be clearly um, um, you know um, um, found to be really fake news you know like like, like people speak uh, spreading rumors about a, a stock and then trying to profit from it you know that that is clearly fake news, you know, because what is rumored is actually uh, not true. And uh, it's e- easy to, to show that it is not true. And and then there's motivation, you know, to profit, you know, from that kind of rumor, you know, that is the fake news. And of course, this kind of fake news definitely uh, should be convicted, you know, spread of this kind of fake news should be convicted. Um, and uh, uh, there are some, some kinds of... Sometimes it's not not so easy, like like in uh, um, in controlling riots. So there's a struggle between uh, a, a a rioter and a, a, a and and the police. And then the, uh, a, a police officer is is, is uh, found to have uh, hit someone, you know. And uh, to do in the eyes of some some people, that may be police bu- uh, brutality. And in the eyes of some other people, it may be just a, a legitimate use of force. So uh, it is sometimes very difficult, you know. So, so the, if it is judgmental, then leave it to the, the court. Know, so it, when it, is it, it
5: just it, a news angle or an embellishment, or when, when is it totally fake? And who makes well, that decision?
6: Well, now, um, when, for example, in Sanuk uh, okay, you know there was this rumor about uh, uh, people being raped, you know there is uh, no um no evidence whatsoever you know and, and then there was this fake news about uh about murders having been committed in uh prince edward uh mtr station uh and and, and then a lot of people flocked to that place you know to to uh offer um uh flowers and other uh uh, uh things you know to to show uh them uh, they express the, the sorrow, you know, for, for, for those people who have been uh, supposedly murdered by, by, by police officers, you know that, that is entirely baseless, you know, and um, and I think uh, um uh, we society is being hurt by that, you, you know, and, and then of course there was this um, the, this woman uh, who was supposedly had uh, her, her eyes. Uh, one of her, one of her eyes uh, being blinded, you know, by by uh, some some shot, you know, from from the police. You know, um, actually, there was no no evidence that that, that, that she was uh, blinded, and and actually, um, uh, uh, it's very interesting, you know. I and I cannot understand, you know, why why this person, the victim, uh, would try to prevent people. From uh, uh, getting access to to the medical report to show that uh, you know what what had happened to her eye, you know, but a lot of people uh, uh, use that as an excuse, you know, to to, to
4: express but, anger. But, okay, but it, but in that case, in that case, we don't know. You you said yourself, we don't know what the what the reality is. So, is that fake news?
6: No, I'm saying, no, no. E- eventually, we know. You know, because the, the
4: person... Well, we don't in that case. We, we did. No, there you know, was a picture of her at the airport. We don't know this. We we've never seen any medical report on, on her eye. Uh,
6: eventually, the police officers actually got the, got the report.
4: Well, okay. well, we haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Uh, you just said you it didn't.
6: Was, it was not released, but the police had access to it. Eventually. And, and and the person, the person. Well, all was, you're saying. Was, no, no, no. Found, hang on.
4: All you're saying is that the police saw it. The police saw the report. We don't know what was in the report. Eventually,
6: yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe I've seen uh, reports to, to that effect, but uh, I, I haven't seen the report. But uh, I have seen reports that that uh, the, that the person was uh, was found to to. Uh, to, to be healthy and... Uh, but
4: how, how do we know if that, that could be fake news, couldn't it? There's no evidence. You're, you've said yourself there's no evidence no, of that. No,
6: no. Uh, well, unless the picture was fake, okay? Unless the picture was <laughs> fake, but... Uh, uh,
4: um, the picture, what picture? The, the picture
6: of the, of the woman smiling uh, somewhere, you know, at an airport or somewhere. I, she was I don't remember. That. That.
4: You're, but you're assuming you're assuming there was a case of fake news there. But you, you've, you've said yourself, there's no there's no evidence apart from a picture of her smiling. Is that right?
2: A, a year well, after. Well, I mean, that sounds. I mean, be, you
4: could
5: have been the just victim. News angle, and no. can we verify can't, can't, that? Um, it sounds you know, like you could have been the, the victim later. of fake news.
4: We just don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm,
5: I'm saying I'm saying that uh, in that kind
6: of uh, in that kind of situation, you know, the authorities should have the authority you know, to uh, expose that report, the medical report, you know, because it is in the public interest, you know, to put all these uh, uh, speculations uh, down.
4: OK, that's nothing to do with fake news, though, is it?
6: Well, it has something to do all with it. Right. All there. right. You know, because a lot of people do not have that trust. And, uh, um, and so this uh, uh, protection for privacy has to give way to public interest. You know, because in that case, it's in the public interest to expose that. You know, to uh, to make people know what actually had happened. You know, because uh, the speculation over what a- what actually had happened is causing society huge damage. So, privacy concerns have to give way.
4: All right, t- Tim Hamlet. You- coming in sorry we've delayed your your uh, entry into into this discussion uh what do you think about this when when the when the administration talks about uh, the need for fake news uh, legislation what do you think the focus uh, is what do you think that they're, that they're, they're oh thinking
2: I, I, I mean I, I really think they need to get their heads around the idea that the, the the government is not suffering from a shortage of reasons for putting people in prison and um, the they, they, um, an- another authoritarian measure is, is not going to fix the problem. The problem is that we, we have two groups, and the, the classic example is the Arab-Israeli thing, which has gone on for 50 years, but you've got two groups who look at the same situation and, and the same video and the same reports, and they see completely different things and And that is not going to be cured by giving one of the groups the right to say, "Our version is right, your version is wrong. Go immediately to prison, do not pass go. do not collect two hundred this is the the response of people with a police background who are like the the man with a hammer who every problem looks like a nail hit it and the the we're constantly being told that the, the it 's time to to reconcile hostilities and and suppress hatred and, and what have you. And, and yet, we're, we're just going on with this confrontational
4: approach to what most people in Hong Kong think. The, but, aim, um, the aim, surely, is to lower the level, is to is to, uh, is to quieten things down. To, yeah, so let's throw a few more kids in prison. That's going to quieten things down,
2: isn't it? It's wonderful. For,
5: but for, again, for on, clicking on, on this, an internet on, on this, Tim, um, I think the police um, perspective is that... Um, People hate us, people are hostile to us because of fake news. Would yes, you agree that, that, with that?
2: No, that's completely misguided. I mean, it, it is possible to say that, you know, if you say, all right, I mean, Tim Hamlet is, thinks that, that Boris Johnson is a clown and, and that this is entirely a result of the fact that I read The Guardian and, and you know, I've never met Boris Johnson, I've never seen him in action. Um, so if the coverage of Boris Johnson was different, my opinion of Boris Johnson would be different. But people in Hong Kong don't have an opinion of the police force which is based on media coverage. They have a, an opinion of the police force which is based on their personal experiences of having you know, 50 men in black storm into the well, it's and undeniable. tear gas their
4: but, but it's undeniable that there were, there were actions that were, that were taking people laying flowers and things like this which were a result of, of lies. Not necessarily, you know mainstream media, but social media and so on, just just things which weren't true, like the what happened in Prince Edward. Well, well what, what is a lie is when someone says something which is not true
2: knowing it is not true. The rumour about Prince Edward wasn't a lie. It, it was a, a rumour in circumstances where hard facts were difficult to come by. Now, and I, I, I agree with you that in, you know, the, 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 it turned out not to be true. Um, I'm sure if, if anything like that
4: had gone on in Prince Edward, it would have leaked by now. So, <laughs> But how, at the how time... Do that, how do you know it wasn't a lie? How do you know it wasn't malicious? Surely it was spread by people who, who hated the police anyway.
2: Not at, not at that... They weren't, they weren't, this, they this, this was
4: quite a long time ago. There weren't right? unbiased oh no. observers who said, hmm, I wonder what happened here... Let's assume that probably
2: they were people who'd been on the train and saw people being indiscriminately beaten up and thought
4: it was quite likely that with so much force being applied some of it would kill someone. Okay. well, we're going to break for the the news at uh, uh, nine o'clock. Do uh, join in by emailing back, chat at rthk.hk, with your your thoughts. Uh, uh, Or you can uh, comment on our Facebook page as well. I'll check that out in a moment. Uh, The weather now, mainly cloudy with some sunny intervals and a few showers, more squally showers with uh, isolated (laughs) thunderstorms later. uh, 30 degrees, the latest readings, with the relative humidity now at 78%.
3: Being confirmed safe. The mudslide is reported to have killed at least four people. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
4: Talk about chat on a Tuesday morning with Ada Wong and me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about uh, fake news. Let's put that in inverted uh, commas. Uh, we have with us now uh, Holok Sang, Senior Research Fellow at the Pan Sutong Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University, Cherry and George, who's a Professor of Media Studies at the uh, Hong Kong Baptist University's School of uh, Communication. Uh, one of the authors of a forthcoming book, uh, Red Lines, uh, as well, and uh, Tim Hamlet, writer at the uh, Hong Kong Free Press, former associate journalism professor at the Baptist University. Later, we're going to be talking about uh, a Gurkha uh, temple uh, in Fan Ling and uh, efforts to uh, preserve that. Uh, you can join in the discussion by emailing packchat.thk.hk. We'll do our best to read out your comments. Uh, or you can go to our Facebook page. That's Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. OK, this is what people are saying. Uh, uh, TC says, uh, referring to uh, Holok Sang, and uh, this part of our discussion, says the Hong Kong police uh, obtained a copy of that girl's medical record from the hospital authority. If there had been any discrepancies in the story, it would have been made public by now. Uh, Johan says, right, regulate fake news uh and uh in uh, emails uh karen says however you debate it it's clear that it's another blow in the rights and freedoms of hong kongers wouldn't it be great if the regime in hong kong tried to understand why so many people now distrust them rather than blaming journalists foreign forces, teachers and everyone but themselves. I can't help thinking the biggest source of fake news is the daily gaslighting we endure from the Hong Kong regime officials. Giving more reason to jail people is not going to help win back trust. Allen says, well, white terror will reach a new level with laws against fake news. We already know what Commissar Lee thinks is fake news, anything that makes the police or the government look bad. The NSL already empowers him to shut down newspapers, to arrest reporters or anyone at all for no reason. But that isn't enough. The concept is stupid on its face. It cannot be defined. He wants to create the mainland system. All media is in the service of the CCP by destroying the professional newspaper, radio and TV stations that dare to criticise the government. Now, the only media that does not kowtow is the amateur fringe media that has none of the systems to verify and take responsibility. Inevitably, rumours and conspiracy will flourish, regardless of laws and what's in the conventional mainstream media. Your guest is complaining about the story that a woman was blinded by police is fake. The reason we believe this is that the government refused to investigate it. There is no trust. And stop reading out Mike's COVID conspiracy BS. (laughs) Uh, That comes uh, from uh, Alan. James says, seriously, hurt like a knife? Uh, What a shame the administration has made liberal studies illegal. Robust discussions based on logic and reason and experience is a great demonstration of a civilised society. Here, now, say nothing ever. Fake news is only believed by idiots or ideologues. Improve the freedom of thought in education and people will know what is fake. It never used to be a problem, so why now? That's uh, from uh, James. Simon D says, The yellow object which police kicked, was it fake news or blatant mendacity from an immunity force? Uh, Jimmy H says, You cannot yell fire in a crowded theatre. You cannot speak libel against another person. Free speech is not free. Uh, and uh, he also says, fake news as used by the Trump administration was the effort to inform the American public that the administration was lying to its advantage. It was not expected to be believed by an informed, intelligent uh, public. And Matthew says, how about this for fake news? On Friday's Back chat, we had Joseph Gregory Mahoney, Professor of Politics at the East China Normal University in Shanghai, awkwardly arguing that the CCP is a meritocracy, unlike other hereditary authoritarian dictatorships such as North Korea, even though the two front runners for the CCP leadership in 2012, Chairman Xi and Bo Lai, were second-generation princelings. What kind of blatant misinformation would be included under the new fake news law? By the way, regarding Friday's program, David Zweig uh, and Professor Mahoney were a disturbing pairing for Backchat to select to analyse the CCP's first hundred years. As everyone knows, anyone uh, as everyone knows anyone whose career or financial interests depends on the mainland can never speak openly and truthfully about the party. This is always painfully obvious. Listening to those two, so it's hard to understand why Backchat always defaults to them when there are so many excellent independent. China analysts. That's uh, from uh, Matthew. Thanks very much indeed for those thoughts. Uh, our email is uh, backchat at rthk.hk. Uh, There's another batch which we'll get to in a moment. Ada.
5: Yes, um, Professor George. Um, I think Chief Secretary John Lee said they're now doing legal research and um, they're looking at all kinds of options to see how they can regulate fake news. What, what do you think could be some of the options?
0: I do hope they do uh, international studies. Um, uh, First of all, it's important to study the the compatible systems and not just common law systems, like I mentioned. uh, China is a signatory of the ITCPR. Singapore is not. Singapore does not even give lit service to Article 19 uh, of the ICCPR that protects freedom you of know, expression. Uh, so I think Hong Kongers should be very worried. Uh, Singapore is the number one destination of, of state civil servants doing this international research. Uh, if you look elsewhere around the world, yes, it's a global problem. Many governments the liberal democracies and, uh, are concerned about this. Uh, it, it should be striking that none of them. Um, have uh, come up with a a legal solution that, uh, you know, creates a a new class of offence, right, that says, that okay, if it's untrue, uh, we're going to go after it. And there's very good historical reasons for this. Uh, Even um, health authorities, which of course now are battling against what they call an infodemic, right, Uh, it's probably the prime case of where human health, is suffering as a result of misinformation and disinformation. Uh, even the WHO and other health authorities have not uh, gone ahead and said, "Look, you are going to criminalise uh, anyone who shares, uh, you know, anti-vaccine information, and so on." Um, th- that the correct response is instead to fight bad information with good information. So, I, I, well, let me make this clear. I, you know, I, I actually. Uh, I can understand where Professor Po is coming from. I often uh, uh, empathize with uh, Hong Kong authorities and the police uh, because it is indeed extremely tough uh, to carry on a professional job when uh, large numbers of the public are being. So it is not an access problem. We have good information. We right, need to ask why is it that people choose to believe that information. The best minds around the world studying this problem uh, uh, around the world suggest that it is a demand driven by a breakdown of trust, trust in traditional institutions that are designed to help inform, educate, and orient people, right? Everything from health authorities to the police to university scientists, uh, professional public service media like RTHK and so on. And this is part of a larger problem, which is the rise of anti-establishment populism around the world. We're not going to get anywhere if we misdiagnose the problem, refuse to understand why is it that there's been this mad backlash against uh, the establishment around the world, uh, and instead try and address the symptoms. Fake news, misinformation, or the the desire to believe misinformation is a symptom of the problem. And trying to, to fix that, It's going to make the problem worse. Why? Because at the heart of this anti-establishment populism is the conviction among many people around the world that the system is loaded against them, right? That that governments, uh, professional media, universities, scientists even, uh, don't have their interests at heart. The last thing you want to do in this kind of polarized setting is to convince them once again that, yes, you're on the losing side because we get to decide what's true and what's false. That's
4: counterproductive. It, it just
6: convinces
4: people even more that the system is loaded against them. looks well, saying, "Yes, do you agree? Disagree?"
6: I I think uh, it's important to realize that uh, human nature, such that uh, perception, is often biased. You know, so uh, it's not as if you know when 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 people behave in a particular way, or people do not have trust. It's 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 all because of a, of, of, of the pro, of the problem uh, of the government, you know. Because perception is something that that, that that has is molded by all kinds of circumstances, including you know social media and uh, 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 the the, um, the the news, uh, the the major media, and so on. You know, so uh, <clears throat> we cannot assume that uh, uh, people will automatically be able to figure out you know what 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 is true and what is not true what what is the true picture you know for example in the west so many people believe that in Xinjiang there's genocide so many people believe that you know and uh, the concentration camps and all of that all of that story you know because it is in um it's all, all in the media you know, and the media has been monopolized, you know, by, by, by uh, some groups. And it's very difficult. Yes, sir, to that's, it's historically, that's historically inaccurate.
0: Leave a in chance, right? The idea that, um, that media are at fault is historically, uh, that it's ahistorical. If, if you look back at one century of crimes and, uh, you know, awful things that have happened to planet Earth, uh, and ask, uh, and, and many of these did have an um, information dimension, right? If you think about the greatest stand-in of the twentieth century, is the great leap forward. Uh, no media wasn't at all, except for
6: misleading the Chinese people that there was nothing going wrong, right? So yeah, what, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that
0: there, there needs to be regulation
6: that has to be acceptable. You know, there so, need to be regulation. You know, because uh, no, uh, <laughs> a lot of them no, is but, information, sorry, but, but and this
0: is, again, it's jumping from the.
6: You, you talked about you talked about liberal liberal studies. I have always defended uh, the, the the liberal studies uh, the uh, uh, program, and I think that that it would have been a very good uh, uh, curriculum if it was uh, well well um, uh, executed. You know, so so I'm all for that. You know, independent thinking and that sort of thing has.
5: So can, uh, can this legislation men trust if there is such legislation well, to regulate?
6: I think, I think you need to have wide consultation and you also need to, to involve more people. Um, and uh, yeah, no, and tell you of course, you have trust. to study the, the, the system elsewhere and experience elsewhere and then you try to, to, uh, to make something that is uh, reasonable and acceptable to, to, to people behind a veil of ignorance.
4: Tim Hamlet. But, yeah, I, 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 I think I, I, that's very important. I want to pick
6: that up. I think the Plato is absolutely
0: right that any legislation shouldn't be arbitrary, it should be transparent. And the veil of ignorance is central. Right? Yeah. And what does that mean? It means that the law should be blind to who the information exactly. is coming from. Just like information exactly. We all exactly. have right a yeah, right to right, right, protect right, our reputation, right. which means that the you know, a politician can sue me, I can sue a politician, you know, and so on. Now um if that is what the uh, government has in mind, any government has in mind, uh, then yeah, we're getting somewhere. If, if we acknowledge that historically, and this is a historical fact, right, people in power have caused the most damage via misinformation than people without power, right? And if therefore any uh, misinformation legislation allows citizens to take the government to court as well as take universities, media, etc., any powerful institution to court, and not just allow people who happen to have the most power to take ordinary citizens to court, then yes, that would be a veil of ignorance. That, I think, would actually uh, might even improve trust in uh, the Hong Kong system. But if it's a case where it's a one-sided law, where only those who already have power get to decide,
4: Uh, what they think is true. Of course. I agree. I agree. agree. Tim Hamlet, your
2: turn. Oh, well, I I was uh, amused by the suggestion that there should be widespread consultation because the one thing that the last two years have have taught us all is that the Hong Kong government doesn't care what we think. And uh, there was a forum yesterday in which... Various uh, mainland officials called for more national security legislation and more enforcement of national security legislation. And then, for a bit of light relief, we had Grenville Cross saying that it was okay to put kids in prison. And uh, this is the way it's going. And the the idea that uh, this fake news legislation is going to be some civilised counterpart of... uh, Things that other people do which, which coincide with international law and freedom of speech is, is a bit idealistic to me I don't think we 're going to get mainland style uh, media imposed on us one way or another, and this is one way
6: well, as far as I can see, the national security uh, legislation is largely defensive you know defensive you know because uh, China is very much aware of the regime change agenda you know on some uh, that has been actually executed by 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 american and, and uh, especially you know it has happened you know so so it is legitimate you know for for china to be on the defense
4: okay well let's wrap up with, with uh, some some uh, comments phil b says tell tim to take a pill he has clearly joined the circus. He really does talk nonsense. His colour is clear. He should be thankful he lives in a safe city with a first-class police service. That's uh, from uh, Phil B. Uh, Jim H. says, uh, fake, uh, refake, false, not true, not real. Uh, Steve says it's a shame that Stephen Vines has left Backchat, he could share his experience of spreading fake news, including the infamous satellite dish story in the Eastern Express oh. he was editor at the time, it wasn't a spy device, just a TV receiver I'm sure he's got other gems uh, says uh, Steve Has a long memory no, uh, that wasn't a satellite dish <laughs> was
2: it, was it no, it was alleged to be a, a, a spy device it wasn't a satellite dish
4: yeah but he uh, he's saying that steve vines made the made the claim that it was a that it was a, no, no, a spy no. device it, 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 yeah
2: it was, it was supposed to be a spy device. And that, that, that was a, it was a duff story. It was mm. a duff story of the oh, Eastern yeah. yeah, Express, yeah, yeah, so he was no, spreading yeah, yeah. You're agreeing. Yeah, but, okay. it, but, there w- but there wasn't a satellite dish involved. That, sure. That's,
4: uh, <laughs> you're agreeing, I think, with the, with, with the uh, uh, correspondent. Uh, R says, I wonder if these proposed laws will apply to the authorities. Well, that's just what we were talking about, actually. yeah, The speaker is saying there is no evidence, so this becomes fake news. Uh, when the authorities say foreign forces are involved and there is no evidence, is this fake news also? Uh, these proposals seem aimed solely at protecting the state against the people. Why is it assumed that the authorities are always right and everyone else is always wrong? And who determines public interest? Does the public itself actually have a role? Is it right that a group with power should be able to use the law for their own interests? That's uh, from R. Many uh, thanks for that. Uh, Alonzo says, "Holoxang, holy moly, what is he on about?" Uh, and James says, let's do some real fake news. Hugh earns $200,000 a month and does a drag show at weekends in Causeway Bay. Uh, and uh, Matthew says, Holok Sang said the report <laughs> about the lady being blinded by the police was fake news because there was no evidence to prove it. As far as I know, there is also no evidence that the old man who was set on fire was set on fire by protesters. Does that mean that it's also fake news? Does he think that people who spread that view should be punished under this proposed uh, new law? Uh, And uh, Tony says all reporters should be responsible for what they report if they cannot provide evidence. Uh, then it's fake news unless they can provide evidence. If they have no evidence, it should not be reported. If reported, then the law has a right to prosecute. Uh, that comes uh, from Tony. Uh, well, many thanks for uh, joining us this morning to uh, all our guests. To uh, Tim Hamlet, a writer at uh, Hong Kong Free Press, a former associate journalism professor at the uh, Baptist University. Cherin George, a professor of media studies at the Hong Kong Baptist University School of Communication. And to Ho Lok Sang, a senior research fellow at the Pan Sutong Economic Policy Research Institute at uh, Lingnan University. Thank you all very much indeed for joining us and to uh, everyone who sent in uh, emails as well this morning. Uh, Finally today, uh, we wanted to turn to uh, the uh, interesting uh, situation concerning a a, a crumbling Hindu temple uh, in uh, Hong Kong's uh, Fan Ling, Uh, uh, which was uh, built in the 60s. This uh, uh, lotus-shaped building is in need of repairs and uh, maintenance. To tell us more about it, we're joined on the line now by uh, Ahmad Rai, who's the founder and secretary of the Gurkha Cemeteries Trust. Uh, good morning, to you, Mr. Rai. And
0: good morning. Thank and you for much me for in your for
4: joining us. Um, I, I've never even heard of this this, this very interesting building, this uh, very unusual uh, Hindu temple. Tell us first of all about it and, and its history. W- w- you know, why is it there?
7: Uh, well, uh, when the Gurkha was doing the service in Hong Kong, when they come in. Uh, 1948 you know and after that uh, they build a, a religious place for them uh, to practice the belief but i think there is a some like a um, historical connection between the nepal and the, um, the british government also and uh well yeah uh it's been like heritage right now and uh it has not been um uh, uh revamped or it hasn't been uh uh, been able to uh, put in the proper shape. so uh, yeah, we we know that there was some concern group who is trying to uh, put it in a better step and where they can you know continue to um, practice or have to uh, make some places like heritage. So, uh, but our concern is you know like it has mentioned like a Hindu temple, so there is some like a historical uh, you know the mistake has been done in the past, like uh, when the British recruit the Gurkhas. At that time, Nepal was a monarch. And on our, uh, originally, Nepal is a multi-culture, multi-ethnic, and multi-language country. So there are people from very diverse um, um, belief system. And uh, during the rule by the monarch, uh, monarch was a, a Hindu institute, and they, they make Nepal as a, a Hindu state, and they imposed the Hindu religion. And the same thing was imposed in the, the Brigade of Gurkhas when they were being recruited. And this is how the Hindu uh, religion was being uh, practiced in the Brigade of Gurkhas. But now, after the, the people uh, movement in Nepal in 2006, and the, the monarch was being abolished, uh, there is no more, um, um, I mean, the king. And now the Nepal is a secular state, and we are free to uh, practice our own religion and belief system. And uh, what we are arguing is, it should be like a uh, Gurkha heritage, where the um, the Gurkha community, uh, Nepalese community, who have a different belief, like uh, have uh, mostly the Gurkha Gurkhas are from the um, from the uh, indigenous uh, background, uh, tribe background, and we have uh, a own kind of belief system, like a uh, indigenous belief system, and some are the uh, Buddhists, and it should be the place where we can able to practice uh, the, this belief system. And do our ritual, and we also want this place to be a more like a, a promoting the Gurkha history, where the, where it will be able to you know bring the Gurkha history of Hong Kong, and more connecting the the, the contribution of the Gurkhas in the larger context in the world.
5: Yes, um, Mr. Rai. So uh, this uh, temple is uh, is at the Queen's Hill Camp. So was that the base for for many Gurkhas years ago? It's
7: that, not uh, yeah. a base. Uh, I think there were many barracks in, uh, during the, uh, the colonial period. So it was the one of the uh, barracks uh, uh, of the Gorkhas when they were serving in Hong Kong.
5: Okay, so uh, do, do you think that um, you know this temple um, should be conserved? And um, I think one issue is uh, uh, for the government to identify a suitable uh, association or organization of any kind who would... Uh, be able to uh, take up, um, you know, the um, the reuse uh, of this temple if um, the government decides uh, that it could be uh, conserved. Um, do Do you think your association can do it?
7: Of course, our Association can do it. I think we've been from very long time uh, working promoting the uh, Hong Kong Girl history, and like uh, every year, we organize uh, uh, the the Memorial Day in the same day of the singing festival we are also uh uh, um, uh integrating with the local you know uh the festivals and the belief system and like uh, in our event uh we semi trust you know understand the community not just within the netflix we uh, want a whole hong kong community as a part of the community so we want to uh, make the gold history as a part of the Hong Kong history. Can I can I just so
4: clarify, Mister. I? Sorry, is this is this on government land at the moment? Who or who owns the who owns this building? I
7: think exactly. I haven't gone through it uh, in the details. We come to know, you know, there are some like a district councillor are also um, involved in this uh, um, development. So I, I hear that it's uh, under the Lands Department.
5: Yeah, it it is government land, and uh, I think right next to it, or very near it, um, is a brand new housing estate where thousands of people would come in and live around that area. Uh,
4: uh, Hang on. Uh, We've got a a caller on the line. Dan's on the line. Dan, good morning.
5: Yes, good morning, Ada and Hugh.
0: Um, Yeah, that's a fascinating place. As I mentioned on Facebook, I've been up there several times and have taken groups up there. Um, And so it definitely needs development, especially next to that big... New housing estate at Queens Hill. It's a huge uh, operation. They're building uh, a huge set of buildings. And I um, uh, still hear me.
4: Yes, yeah. go on. Yeah, go on.
0: Okay, sorry, sorry. So um, it's I don't recommend that people try to go up there now. It's very difficult to get to because of the construction of the uh, housing estates. You actually have to go through a fence. Sometimes people patch up the fence and then you have to go around. That's actually quite an extensive facility up there at uh, Queen's Hill that was left by the British, including dog kennels, uh, barracks, all kinds of things. So it's not
6: just the temple.
4: Okay right dan m- 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 many thanks uh, uh, so mr rai if people are interested in s- in supporting this i mean are you going to organize a you know organize this in some way or coordinate
7: yeah yeah i think we, we are trying to work on it actually we are quite engaged in a different thing like uh, uh, we are working with the coastal defense uh, military museum of hong kong right. to include the gorkha history so we could able to work it you know we could able to um, Convince why the Gorkha history is important as a part of the Hong Kong history and the world history. So I, I think uh, we are uh, we've been connected with the district councillor and the um, academician, like a historian and architect. And I think we are in that capacity to work uh, to uh, revamp this uh, temple. So where uh, not only for the Netflix community, where the whole the Hong Kong community can able to know more about the Gorkha history.
4: And the building itself is quite extraordinary, isn't it? Is 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 of interest? Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. We come to know that this um, the building architect has been um, been uh, more like imitated from the India uh, Indian, you know, the religious or the Indian uh, Hindu um, uh, religion, you know, uh, the architect like a temple. So it has mentioned that it's like a lotus, but uh, I'm not sure about that. I have to go through it with the more details also. And I've been connected with uh, uh, the heritage uh, architecture, so we are concerned with this issue also. It's quite a beautiful architect. So we let it to be a same kind of architect uh, as far as.
4: Okay, yeah, as I say, it's, it is a very interesting building. And actually, if you go to Facebook, you can see a picture of Dan, uh, caller, yeah. actually uh, inside it as well. <laughs> so give yeah. a sense of it. Yeah, but,
7: but what we are emphasizing is, you know, what the word, uh, religious has been imposed in the past, in the historical, we don't want that to be continued, you know. It should be correct. Now, we don't want to be all to be in the same religion. Uh, so, like, as a, a historically connected to the Nepal, now Nepal is a secular state, you know. Then I think the Gorkhas are uh, practicing the different religion right now, you know,
4: okay. and that's
7: how it should be, this uh, temple.
4: Okay, so not, not a Hindu temple, but a exactly, something exactly. else. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, very interesting. Amit thank you very much indeed for joining us. Founder and secretary of the uh, Gurkha Cemeteries uh, Trust. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Ada, thank you. Uh, let's round off with some more emails uh, from uh, listeners. GT says, fake news is caused mostly by anonymous posting and the Hong Kong government is clamping down on anonymous accounts, such as prepaid SIM cards must be registered to the user. Hong Kong government can already stop people using gambling sites with their credit cards. So all they need to do is enforce non-anonymous accounts with online systems. And if those systems don't register the user properly, they will ban those systems from being available to Hong Kong people. This is much easily monitored via the Internet Protocol and Computer Forensics. That's uh, from uh, GT. Uh, Jimmy H says, uh, that disc, this is referring to the Eastern Express story, that disc was American property used to collect information on China, not fake news. Huh? Uh, I have have no idea. I've never heard of that story. (laughs) Uh, uh, You have the advantage of me there. Uh, uh, And Mike, uh, yes, that Mike, uh, says, COVID lies, question mark. Hugh can and should straight Bob and others out with reference to any and everything that I've commented on with regard to COVID commenter with respect to covid are documented in my emails Hugh can check his email and reference the sources if you have a question i wish that any critic would reference exactly what aspect of cited experts opinions they have objection to if they referenced opposing studies rather than just whining abuse it might be helpful to uh, any discussion they haven't that's from uh, mike h Uh, And uh, Mark Pinkston says another classic example of fake news was the spread of false information which incited riots during the extradition bill protests. The bill was designed to extradite people sought in China, Taiwan and other countries for crimes in those countries. The fakers, inspired by foreign countries, swung into a negative nag- narrative that virtually anyone could be whisked across the boundary to be tried by mainland courts. That was not true, as the bill provided protection for people wrongly accused for crimes. The riots, fueled by fake news, eventually led to the scrapping of the bill, thereby providing a haven for criminals. And Allen says, Backchat, if the government is going to start criminalising spreading of fake news, Let's start with CY Lung. Since 2015, has repeatedly claimed he had evidence that Occupy was planned and funded by foreign forces. After six years, has yet to present any evidence. Clearly, he was lying all the time. Fanny Law and others in 2019, who repeatedly claimed that teenage girls were prostituting themselves to frontline protesters... Clearly malicious st- slur with no evidence. Anyone repeating these should be first in line for prosecution under this law, but we know that it will never, ever be used to protect anyone except the government. Both these stories have been repeated ad nauseum since many times on this very programme. A guest whining that people in the West believe there is a genocide in Xinjiang. His solution? Arrest anyone who says this.